0: Good morning, and welcome to Legal Defense with Kirk O'Bear and John Birdsall. I just happen
1: to be Kirk O'Bear. I question that, but I am John Birdsall.
0: We're broadcasting from the BOA studios here in. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. BOA this Studios.
1: I like that. Sounds like... Uh, yeah, I just made that up. No, but it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a big deal. Like, you know, we're at the top of a big building in, like, Hollywood. Yeah, and, we're uh, down by the riverfront. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and something not quite resembling a not, fishing shanty, but something like that. <laughs> and not quite Hollywood. <laughs> Although they do call it Shevegas, don't Shevegas.
0: they? Shevegas. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I think you call Eddie City something the Vegas you know they
1: do that yeah I guess they do that with Oshkosh too yeah. and
0: oh that reminds mm-hmm. me did you see um you know, there's some new show on it's about Jersey mm-hmm. or something like that and you know the saying what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas right I like this thing I goes what happens in Jersey didn't happen <laughs> 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 I just thought it was cute but, it's,
1: uh, well that sounds a little like um, what happened at the Capitol according to the House Republicans right never happened <laughs> never happened know. but
0: hey I just want to say something about this um you know this is just my own perspective agree with me disagree with me i don't care but the thing that i find most disturbing about the events of the past you know week and a half is that you know russia and china and north korea just have to sit back that's all they got to do and we can destroy ourselves we're perfectly capable of doing that maybe there was some help on their part i don't know but w- there are enough people in this country that are willing to self-destruct and and Erase all of the hard work that history has put into creating a strong republic that
1: And ask yourself,
0: over what? Yeah, I'm over not even what? sure. I so mean it's a it you know, there was an interview of um, you know when our our good president was down in Texas, the other day, mm-hmm. uh, to visit his border wall, and they were talking to Texas <laughs> Snuggling up said, the border you know, wall. Yeah, I, we, they're still mm-hmm. saying, well, I think he's still, he's a genius. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's going to find a way to reverse the election still. He's still got a few days to figure this out. We have faith he's going to do it, etc., cetera, et cetera, This cetera. Uh, so this reporter said, well, what what if, I'm just going to ask you a hypothetical, what if it turns out that all of the things that the president has been saying about this election turn out to not be true? well, how would you feel about that? And I'm waiting for him to say, well, you're just saying that because you're a media guy, right? No, he said, well, in that case, I would feel betrayed and I would feel like, why did we do all this? And why are we here? And look at all the violence that's happened. So I hope to God that it is true because it must be.
1: Um, Well, that's... uh Fascinating. That's at least an honest answer, you know. Yes. And um, for a misled person, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, to get back to what was this all for? I mean, if you look back at pre-Civil War America, it was very clearly about this evil institution we call slavery, which was this economic boon for the whole country, but especially the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they were fighting over. Oh yeah. So, so they were fighting for like the bedrock of their economic stability and growth and prosperity uh and and oh, right, right. And, and that was like the, the institution that they wanted to save and so even though it was horrible and evil and and everything that's what they they everybody knew what they were fighting for yeah here it was very simple it was very simple actually and plus
0: you know as we said before on the show the geographic delineations made it an obvious thing you know that this entire part of the country that is dependent on a particular economic you know, rope. You know, base. I suppose you could say, yeah, is being told that it's not going to last forever in perpetuity.
1: Yeah, and so, and so, and, and so, they're fighting for this idea and an institution. So the idea of white supremacy, the institution of slavery, and, and the economic benefits that flow. But here, they seem to just be like all agaga over this individual person, and 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 nothing else.
0: Right. And right? There's so much to this. I mean, I, I, I wonder if time will give us some perspective, if we could go 10 years forward and look back and see how history portrays this time period. But, I mean, since we're in the middle of it, it's a little hard to, you know, it's kind of funny because I tell this story sometimes. People ask me what it was like during the Gulf War because I was, you know, in Saudi Arabia during the Gulf War. And believe it or not, you know more about what happened than I do. Because I was looking at a bunch of tents and planes flying by. I mean, that's, you know, I could not see the big picture. Well, there was no news. I had no TV. I mean, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. I was just dead there doing what I did. So everybody else, like in the world, knew a whole lot more about what was going on than I did. But, you know, I make that analogy because we're here kind of in the thick of it right now. And it is shocking just since, you know, the events of last Wednesday, as this week has progressed, much more has come out that really... Has revealed how extensive this really was, and what a complete, you know, botched effort there was to protect our own legislators. I mean, the leaders of our country that were all in one place. Well, there was
1: there was a lot of talk about how uh, it was very purposeful on the part of several people, including the mayor of D.C., to not have like the National Guard there, to not have you know a massive show of uh, either military or other force and um and i think the idea was that they, you know they didn't want it to look like the militarization like you saw with right you know the <laughs> you know, that's the, not
0: necessarily a bad idea i mean it's no you know, no okay. I'm,
1: I'm not i'm not saying that and uh and but here's the problem decades of misinformation coming from fox news rush limbaugh you know except you know just fill in the blank for the next 20, 10 or 20 people and and misinformation just feeds on itself and it was so evident after this occurred this breach of the capitol this insurrection at the capitol because i made a point of listening to a lot of conservative radio and you know people want to have conservative views i, I think have that,
0: to i've been doing it
1: I, yeah. I think that's i think that's fine you would have a healthy debate to have a debate about you know you know uh, states, states' rights, you know the, the balance of power, uh, you know the, the you know the, the Second Amendment, whatever whatever you want to have a debate on, if it's an honest debate. <laughs> but what I heard to some facts. Like? But what I heard, what I heard was, um, I didn't hear anything about not, I mean, and I mean nothing about Donald Trump's role in this. Hmm. nothing it was all about what is him about like well what about Antifa well, and maybe yeah, yeah, Antifa yeah. was there or yeah. what about the way that uh, you know Democrats encouraged um uh rioters in various cities and during Black Lives Matter movement you know and, and it had nothing it was just op- you know it was just like complete deflection yeah I, I don't think that
0: there was any particular governmental uh, figure that was saying, Do no. this, do that <laughs> no. you know let's let's go and burn some buildings <laughs> It as certainly as well. wasn't I mean I mean those were citizens that were pro- that were protesting on their own and doing things that they shouldn't have done on their own, and maybe this is that too, except for the fact that you know there was a call to arms basically and I, I still maintain that probably the worst thing that was said was by our good friend Rudy Giuliani who said uh, this will be uh, this is no longer uh, a uh, trial by fire it's trial by combat or whatever oh, he said yeah. you know I mean watch, referencing the watch, word combat
1: watch too much Game of Thrones I think Yeah. But, okay. and, and,
0: and by the way hey don't get me wrong there's absolutely nothing wrong with people showing up to DC nothing wrong with people showing their support for a particular position no matter what it is as long as you know, I mean, they can believe in the man on the moon and the spaghetti man for all I care. It doesn't matter because that's all part of free speech. But it's so easily and quickly transformed into uh, storming of the capital of our nation. And it came within, from what I understand, uh, seconds, if not minutes, of you know, an actual uh you know, full-on breach, and uh, who knows what could have happened. I mean, you saw the people that were going in there with the zip ties, and people were right. armed. And Oh, you know, um, my wife and I always talk about this. So when we see people using the American flag incorrectly, there is a law on this, you know. There's a federal law that talks about respect for the flag and blah, 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 and that's why, theoretically, you can be um, – you know, uh, it's more like th- there's not penalties involved necessarily, but it's just kind of like, this is how the flag is supposed to be treated. That's where we get the tradition of of uh, burning a retired flag, you know, in, in a ceremony, so to speak. Yeah, you, And why well, you don't no, let I, it touch no, the ground. No, I understand. I, sure. I,
1: I have personal experience with this after Boy Scouts, which, of yeah. course, we did a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did a lot of that was just um, of um, flagging stuff. Don't um, let it touch the ground. But when I was a... Um, um, a card-carrying Republican back in the 80s, Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. came to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I was part of a group of people who were um, volunteering to kind of like help set up. And he was at um, this big fancy resort uh, just north of Milwaukee. Uh, Lake Geneva? A, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. No, it's, uh, it's like the Bavarian House or something like that. It's right off oh. the freeway. Okay. It's like Glendale-ish area. Anyway, it's like like literally like Marine One lands on the lawn and and a limo drives them the 200 yards up to where we were and of course flanked by secret service agents. Anyways, I was helping to set up the stage and I put one of the American flags in the wrong place, in a wrong way Unbeknownst shame. to me, and one of the Secret Service agents came over Schooled and ex- explained <laughs> to me what the deal was and and told me the correct way to do it. Well, you're and not, so, su- as you know, you're not
0: supposed to incorporate the flag into a piece of clothing, which we see an awful lot of. But here's a big one. I mean, I don't know if this is listed, but I think it's common sense. You're not supposed to beat up a cop or pummel a cop with the flag. You know, on a ah. big pole. And
1: we saw that happen. This yeah. guy was just beating this cop relentless over the head with the with the flag (laughs) well this is this is interesting because um i don't know if that's a criminal law um well there's been debates
0: well there's a general it just it's there's the the flag act which is different and i don't know if that ever actually did become because we
1: do have the flag burning case from the supreme court right 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 right. you know
0: where that's you're allowed to free speech. Of course, right? it is, and that's actually fundamental free speech. Hey, we're going over time. We're going to have to take a break, and then we'll be right back after these messages.
1: We are back. Yes with we are. We made it. More. more. We survived another Saving three minutes. Saving democracy. <laughs> yes. uh, I was a little worried that you know, every minute counts now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything's fine now. Um, you know, we've come up with all the answers, and uh, you know, I mean, we can move on. Yeah, I, I want to
0: just. You know, the, you and I are students of history. In fact, I, I would say we're more than students of history. You're probably the only person I've met in my life that has uh, the same degree of ongoing fascination with studying the past that I do. And, I, you know, there's so many reasons why uh, history appeals to me. But one is uh, just an appreciation for the fact that people all through, throughout history, no matter not just this country, but everywhere, as long as humans have been around, They've had problems equal or greater to the ones that we have. Right? Oh, absolutely. All of the suffering that's occurred and, and just, you know, you know, here inside your body, looking out through your eyes, you think of, oh, this is my world and this is all I care about. Well, you just think about how many millions and millions of times that's happened before you and I were even thought of.
1: I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think the thing that we need to keep in perspective is kind of circling back to what we were talking about before. It's like, what are we fighting about? Mm-hmm. What are we fighting? We live the United States for all its flaws, for all its problems, whether it's systemic or otherwise has been the most successful nation state in the history of the world. Well, right? So far. Yeah. So far. <laughs> right. But it's and, awesome. and so, and so, um, yeah, certainly definitely. isn't the
0: longest civilization.
1: that's ever No, had. no, no. But I mean, just wealth-wise, mm-hmm. um, and in terms of equality-wise, yeah. despite it, it, despite all the inequalities that we have, true, it's 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 still the most successful. And I think we lose that perspective, and I and I'm worried about that because um that's because of all this disinformation that's out there and that's really the confusing part here is how you know it used to be that
0: you could rely upon let's say for example the news to you know be a source of what we were at least led to believe was factual information mostly because the news was half an hour long i mean that helped you know they don't have time to get into anything other than just like this happened you know right but but now it's become this industry And and frankly, the news I think used to just be something that a TV station had to do because everybody expected the news to be there It's not something that like, you know, they invested a whole lot of time or effort in, you know, it was not a Multi-billion dollar industry. It was just the news, you know on Channel 7 I remember growing up in Buffalo Irv Weinstein and the eyewitness news You know he'd come on and the most exciting thing that would happen would be, you know, the weather and that's it. You know, you're just watching it while you're eating your TV dinner or whatever. But now it's this huge empire of um, political influence, and I, I know we talk a lot about the uh, the Fox Newses and the the Rushes and the Glenn Becks and all those folks, and and it's true. I think they do spend more time uh, talking about opinions rather than facts or repeating things that are not factual without any. Fact checking, But, hey, it happens on all channels now. I mean, there's, it's, it's, the, it's in the nature of speculation that we have run into this problem. Because when the news had no time for speculation, it just was over and done with. That's the news. Um, everything now is either, you know, conjecture, speculation, or vamping on a story out of necessity. Because the news is on 24 hours a day.
1: So I have not had cable for well good for you about 10 years <laughs> and but i remember when i had it and the reason i the, the only reason i liked having it is because i like watching like the daily show you know, <laughs> and stuff like that you know trevor Noah is not he's but no he's no um he's not a john stewart he's, he's, john he's stewart. very good he's, he's very good, very good. does like great it. stand-up amazing stand-up sure uh but when i would Sir, watch, i know john stewart and, <laughs> and you are no, no john stewart <laughs> <laughs> So I used to watch, um, like a lot of people, sometimes I would just put on CNN while I'm getting dressed or, you know, uh, winding down for the day or whatever. And if you leave it on for about two hours, it's literally like a rehash with changing maybe two or three words of mm. the exact same story mm-hmm. and they call it breaking news and oh, yeah. it's like it's like one teaser after another about this is going to happen this is blah maybe you
0: don't know this but and if you watch for example MSNBC now every eight minutes there's this thing that says breaking news and it's like some small variation on what the last breaking news was
1: and and I was like Man, I well for a I see why people get sucked in. I see why people get sucked into Fox News. Yeah, because when I would visit my father, he'd have it on all the time, and um, you know they have uh, you know some very attractive female um, uh, anchors. They have you know glitzy sets. They have a lot of video, and um, and it's very compelling. You know, it really sucks you in. I don't care what you, what your beliefs are, yeah. you know. You get sucked in by that just that 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 the visual aura of what they're putting out there, and and um, I think people just really like when I disconnected from all of that that world of watching that all the time. I was much better informed because I could think things through rather than get sucked into visuals. Right, right, right,
0: right. Yeah, you know? I mean, it gives you a very small amount of time to
1: process whatever it is it's well it encourages set. you not to think yes it you encourage you encourages you up yeah encourages you to just say I'm gonna take the IV I'm gonna put it in my arm and just gonna let the drip go in <laughs> and um, and I'm just gonna relax and let right. the drip go through well
0: and, and then of course I, I think this goes without saying but the role of social media taking on you know, I just don't know that anybody could have envisioned other than uh, Mark Zuckerberg that it would, you know, that good for him that it took off and he actually made money out of this crazy thing. But, but it's, uh, you know, the fact that people aren't just using it to see it what their grandkids are doing in Arizona anymore, they're getting information from uh, social media. And that's, that tends to be the sort of thing. And I just think it's the nature of social media. If something is being spread around in that platform rather than, hey, did you watch CNN or hey, did you watch Fox News? But they're like, look at this crazy story. It's going to tend to be more sensational and probably less factual, you know, by its nature is part of the problem. So, you know, I've said this before, but it fascinates me that we have today, right here, right now, access to more information Mm -hmm. as human beings than we ever have. In, in any previous generation, going back thousands and thousands and thousands of years, so theoretically, the ability to get it have an accurate, fact-based opinion on anything the problem should is be easier.
1: There's so much information that the mass amounts that you're referring to is unvetted. It's not it's not curated, if you will, by by like a, a museum curator or mm-hmm. or a professor or, you know, somebody who's an expert in that area to say, Okay, well um, um, this is not either not true or is very inaccurate or is out of context or whatever. You you don't have none of us do. Right. Have the skills to um, understand exactly what that what that means in a lot of contexts, which is why it's so easy to get misled. It really is, and I mm-hmm. don't care how educated you are. I don't care what your political leanings are. I, you know, I now, I myself have let me been ask misled. You this. Now, I I happen to
0: look back, and it's probably not very accurate at all. It's probably rose tinted glasses as I look back in my childhood when things were so much simpler and you know there were three (laughs) channels on television. That is definitely rose colored colored glasses. You know you'd play stickball in the street you know and that was (laughs) that was your entertainment and uh you know, so but going back to what you learned in school and just this reverence that I have for the values that I learned in civics class, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, the, the types of things that are designed to instill an appreciation for the the heroes of our past. I, and again, I know it's quite glorified. We don't we don't get to know that um, you know George Washington's wooden teeth probably smelled pretty bad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, it's all kind of glorified. But at the same time. You know, that's part of what makes, I thought, makes us American is that we have this um, you know, history, it's part of our identity, and who cares if it's accurate or not, I'm just saying, we've got this American heritage, so to speak, and it includes good things, bad things, all, you know, and you have to learn about the bad things, you have to learn about slavery, you have to learn about uh, white supremacy, you have to learn about what the Ku Klux Klan did, and it's part of learning, but then it also leads to a sense of your view of what America is. and I'm sure they're teaching the same stuff in school, but it occurs to me that part of what's going on here is that there's a clash between uh, different factions of our society that have different views of what America actually is.
1: Well, um, that's absolutely true. And that's true of all history at all times about like, um, well, as the old saying is as reiterated by Bill Barr, uh, last year uh, that history is written by the winners mm-hmm. right so um, uh, and well let's take a perfect example which I think is applicable to this very day
0: can you can you give us a little intro and then we could go to a commercial break and absolutely
1: then come back? oh this is gonna be the best teaser this is just like cable news <laughs> tease me okay we're gonna start our own cable news network all right all right very so, good. we'll be right back all right
0: And we're back. We hope you survived that commercial break. We did.
1: We're still here. I'm not. Armageddon is not. Wait. Oh, no, I am. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You remember in the life of Brian? My favorite (laughs) part is, is, listen, you are all individuals. Yes, we are all individuals. I'm not. (laughs) Anyway.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now we know how big a nerd Kirk things. O'Bear really is. There's, there's, there's a lot of nerd demo. That's, over here. That's fine. That's fine. I, I completely approve. Um, <clears throat> so, well, we Our, have a teaser yeah. about how history is shaded by the winners, I suppose, but even by the losers. Like, um, there's something called the lost cause. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that are familiar with that, it is a post-Civil War phenomenon. By the South, it's a it's a mythic um, explanation about um, why they lost and the propriety of the slave um, culture, and you know blacks were actually. More, they were content in slavery, (laughs) and (laughs) uh, this was a this was a fine and upright society. And um, and it's from the lost cause narrative that um, the Ku Klux Klan sprang up. That um, we had uh, you know the black codes. That we had Mm. segregation. That we had Jim Crow. Eventually developed. And uh, by the way, uh, culturally, why the um, uh, all the monuments were put up in the late. Uh, 19th and early 20th century uh, as a monument to this cultural meme, if you will. Now, there's one going on right now, and the lost cause narrative for Donald Trump is it was a stolen election, mm-hmm. and his and and the, the you know people clinged to the lost cause narrative of the South. Um, well, some to this day, but literally solidly for, you know, close to 100 years and until really the civil rights movement in the 60s. And, well, and so the question— There's got to be remnants the, of it. And, and I'll tell you, it's a strong appeal because it's an emotional appeal and it's it's easy to grasp. It sticks in people's minds. And that's what Stop the Steal does. That's what, you know, the, the narrative about a stolen election against all evidence, all evidence. hmm Um, Is And so the question becomes, if the lost cause narrative of the Civil War lasted for 100 years, how long does the Trump lost cause narrative last?
0: Well, who knows? But let me just give you an example of how it's hard for my mind to digest this. You know Chewbacca, banana hammock guy that's on the news so much, the guy with the horns on his head? (laughs) Uh, That's what I call him. Um, But he... uh, you know, he like kind of represents the he's the face of this movement. I mean, I know there's all kinds of people that were there for all kinds of different was reasons. Was Han to Solo it. there? I
1: psh, I don't know. I'm I just doubt it. I'm just curious. Or was he like still in carbon? Or, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In all, the right. all right, all right. Uh, anyway, uh,
0: and, and you know, you see the the anger and the passion in these photos and the people that are doing things that you know you're not supposed to do and in the heat of the moment I mean was it was it actually believed that they were going to accomplish uh, an actual coup and I think there were people there that thought that but but my point is this let me get to it you know here's what here's my personal problem that I can't get past in my own brain I'm admitting this is at fault because in reality Donald Trump actually does represent everything. I mean, the fact that he's president. I'm not saying him as a person or his performance as president, but the fact that he is president is what is supposed to keep this country an you know, an egalitarian, uh, a man of the people. It could be anybody. He just happens to have a whole lot of money and a whole lot of access to things. But it could be the, the man around the corner. The reality is it doesn't happen that way, but we envisioned I suppose, that there were no pre-qualifications to become uh, a leader in society, and I know that Uh, Those that wrote the Constitution for themselves were all white male landowners and such. But in terms of envisioning how this would work in the future, the idea was they didn't put that as a prerequisite. The the aspiration was that anybody could do it. Yeah, you only got to be 42 years old and and, uh, born in this country, I suppose. That's it, you know. Um, and, And so the point is, everything that's good about the potential for every little boy or little girl to grow up to be the actual president of the United States is theoretically limitless. I mean, that's, that's the idea. Okay, so by that notion, you shouldn't say that anyone is just wholly unqualified to be a president, right? But that's where I have a problem because in my mind, I, I happen to demand of myself that i have respect for the person who's holding office why is that because some of the incredible demands of the job and also the restraint that's required of that and in the modern era where
1: particularly in the modern era in the modern era where you know the,
0: the the red button is within arm's reach you know this is something that we we hope when i think of the the government I want to live in, the way that I want America to be in my, again, going back to my, uh, you know, elementary school or junior high school civics class where, you know, you've got the Statue of Liberty on the left side of your brain. You've got the Washington Monument on the right. And then, you know, that great guy, the president or gal standing in the middle, leading the country, you know, t- taking all well, the hard blows from the other so, people. And, yeah. you know like Ronald Reagan. That's what I was going to say. You know yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a charismatic dude.
1: He was very charismatic. In fact, I had this discussion with uh, my son the other day about um, uh, charismatic leaders, and uh, you, know, you know, Reagan certainly I won. Clinton was one. You know, FDR, Kennedy. But you know, Reagan
0: kind of broke the seal when it comes <clears throat> to the the. Tr- you know, I I'm not talking about the 1800s and and the fact that you had various. Characters of different sorts, some some accidentally. Well, he was, become yeah, he was
1: He was he, he was the modern, modern TV the modern you know, guy. The yeah, broke the the, mold. The, the the media savvy. Sort and you of remember guy. in a, uh, yeah.
0: Back to the Future when they you know, oh, yeah. they ask him like Ronald oh, got, Reagan, well, who's president, president? Ronald Reagan. Yeah, right. The, the actor. actor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs>
1: but you know, here's here's what I think that President Trump's presidency has sort of like. Pulled the curtain back on and it's a number of things and I think it's eye-opening to those who are willing to look and it's a couple of things one is the massive power that the modern presidency has evolved into much more I'm sure than any of the founders could have possibly wanted or imagined because they really considered the presidency to be kind of secondary, which mm-hmm. is why it's Article Two, not Article One, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Constitution, right? <laughs> True. I mean, for real. I mean, the, the Article One is the legislative powers, and that is and that was kind of the main. Point that was of always yeah. seen as the main source of a governmental power, and so. But the modern presidency has been um, aggrandized by Congress. Um, over the years, with uh, not just war powers, but massive powers to issue regulations. You know, they'll they'll pass a law about you know we're gonna emissions from cars or whatever, and uh, we're gonna have the EPA and and Congress says, all right, EPA, you develop all the regulations. Well, uh, no, all those regulations are written by people, and this is a conservative talking point, by mm-hmm, the way, mm-hmm. and, and elected, and, and kind of a legitimate <laughs> one, yeah. like a, a legitimate complaint. Uh, but but it's it's Congress's fault, Congress has ceded all those powers. So that's one thing. But the other thing that's sort of pulled the curtain back on is uh, the fact that a lot of things that we associate with presidential duties, presidential um, powers or whatever, aren't really powers or duties. They're norms and customs. And that if one chose, as this president has, um, to ignore them, then... That, that's nothing you can do about right it, true. right i mean and yeah. and, and yet Definitely and yet, yes. a lot of us <laughs> like those norms and, <laughs> and, and and they provide stability you know, that's to really the institution that's a really good point that's a really good
0: point and i think that's kind of where it starts when people are kind of taken aback by the things that happen and then you know and then when it runs into the realm of something that arguably you know runs afoul of the law and, and you know you and i the, the minutiae of things that we deal with when we represent clients that are accused of doing something, especially in federal cases, and it's so ridiculously without intent sometimes, uh, you know, just because of the way the, the, the whole prosecution mentality works. And, of course, this is the world we live in where it's blown up into this thing where everything and anything can be deemed against the law. Yet, you know, we look at some of the things that this man did and. You know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you and I would agree that it was unlawful. But, you know, but it's viewed differently, you know, because it's the general public saying, oh, well, he said something on a phone call that, you know, that, you know, he was demanding something. Anybody would do You know, a good, strong person would ask for that. He wanted some quid pro quo. Why not? What's wrong with that? You know, you know, just but, you know, if he was just a citizen, citizen Trump. I mean good god a lot of these things would be landing him in jail. and i'm not saying that from a political perspective it's just you know that was another thing that this whole era has really uh had the effect of waking people up to the fact that the there are many laws that are uh you know <laughs> uh enforced in such a way that on their face appear to be very unfair i mean all this stuff that we talked about with flynn whether he lied or not and all these other things. And why on earth can't the government just say, never mind, we don't want to prosecute him? I mean, you know, to your average person that doesn't get stuck in the mire of all these things like we do, it probably seems ridiculous. And I'm sure uh, President Trump, when he's getting exposed to some of this stuff, I'm sure for the first time, probably thought, well, wait a minute, this is the America we live in? That doesn't sound right. But we got to take
1: a break, John. We'll be right back. All right. We are back for one final go round. Um, even though, we've, even though we've already saved democracy yes. and explained everything, we we'll did just, that in pretty short order. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, if we had a cable news network, we'd be out of business. Yeah. I people mean, be people, like, "Okay, people folks, would be like well, you're gonna to have to repeat that entire thing for the next hour show, um, and just like put up different graphics shows over now we're gonna show you pictures of cats <laughs> cats in American history that have uh that have uh that have a lost uh, cause narrative you know? yeah
0: i I yeah I mean i I do there are certain people I really really strongly admire um in in the government for what they do how hard it is how oftentimes it's a thankless and an unwinnable job and i you know i'm obviously going to show my bias here a little bit but and I i don't think you and i necessarily agree on this point but i think that uh barack obama was one of the best presidents we've ever had and i had very little criticism of things he did now I know that there are things that are subject to criticism but none of the none of the popular stuff like oh he forced uh, healthcare on me And I mean yeah. no no no. I don't go with that narrative but there's this vilification it's almost an imaginary you know this guy it's We're going back to those Obama days when it was so terrible and awful, and and people have trouble pointing to exactly what that is. Oh, no. I I know there's some policy issues. Oh, there's some race issues. Some race issues Um, as well. Yeah.
1: So, um, but since we're in sort of the tail end of the show, I think we need to talk about the fact that Donald Trump has been impeached again. Yes. And um, for the second time, and of course, the first time this has ever happened to a president. he did make history, after all. He did make history, very much so. And... um, uh, and, and I and I, I have heard the question debated endlessly um, before this happened. Whether this was a good idea, mm. whether it was just a failed idea, and I believe, just as a matter of precedent and law, that um, even after he leaves office, they can still take it to the Senate for a vote. Now, whether they're going to get, they have to get 17 Republicans to join them. Whether they get that is another question. Um, well, the, are they going
0: to get the two more that they get after January twentieth? Is yeah, that they, they mean s-
1: the, 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 the seventeen, including those? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So um, I did the math ahead of time. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do math very often, but I did it for this. Uh, but but the question posed was was is this a good idea? And my answer is absolutely. I, I couldn't imagine. Um, not doing this, just censuring him, or doing some half measure, or something like that. When um, I think the evidence was so glaring that he was, well, you yeah, know, inciting no, there's this. There's literally no debate. On um, that. But uh, but a lot of but but there is a lot of debate. Well, there's I mean, a lot to no debate. debate on
0: whether or not this is an impeachment. I mean, that is just so obviously clear. They don't, yeah. they
1: don't have to have a trial on this. They could just ask everybody. Like, <laughs> I was there. I was there on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, and and you know, it's a big deal to impeach a president. You know, it is. But they're trying. It, I think there's an effort among some folks. To make it sound like this is just like an impulsive child just lashing out and saying, I want to impeach you, you know, and it's not like that at all. This is built up over time and it, it was a, uh, a noxious collection of uh, Toxic, flammable fumes, on which he threw a match, mm-hmm. and and he knew what he was doing. Yep. It's, if, especially if you believe the reporting about him gleefully watching do, on TV John, as this was taking let's place. Let's do a
0: classic law school exercise right. here: the but-for analysis. Okay,
1: all right, but for but for
0: the 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 week or you know a couple weeks of tweets leading up to this, but for the insistence uh, claiming facts that were not in fact facts. Uh, but for the shenanigans of Rudy Giuliani, but for the invitation, and I don't have a problem with the invitation to come to DC, to DC like I said, no, nope. that's fine, absolutely. But the, the the tenor and the and the content, mm-hmm. you can't be. Dumb enough to say, "Oh, that was just an innocent speech." I mean, yeah. he's getting them riled up, and he said, "Let's walk down the street that's, let's show them who That's we are. known
1: as willful ignorance.
0: Yeah, and if he's if and if his belief was, "Well, these are just such good people; of course, they're not going to break it." You couldn't say that about anybody, and you you could. The same thing could happen with Democrats, Independents, Communists, the Republicans. Doesn't matter. I mean, you put people in a situation where they are frothing at the mouth. This is the classic. Yelling fire in a crowded theater. That's what this is. Yep. Let me tell you.
1: uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, this was horrible, as we all witnessed. But um, what's going on in the future? What's going to happen on Inauguration Day? Yep. What's going to happen in the days following Inauguration? I'm hiding in my basement. (laughs) (laughs) Because... um, uh, the folks that did this, I mean, the ones that got arrested are obviously going to be dealt with in, in, in one fashion. But there's plenty more oh, there yeah. where that came from. And, and um, uh, you know, in third world countries, you know, the guy with the fewest bullets in his head is the winner of the election. Right. And, um, <laughs> and so... I um, only have two bullets in my head. <laughs> oh, I win. Je- I have four. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Well, I guess i go home. Um, and And so... Uh, I always worried that, you know, violence would one day crop its head. Because when I grew up, this was like such a ridiculous notion to even consider. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, that this would be a possibility you know it's like the Civil War that was like boof you know I well, know even it was last that, century even that
0: was done in a much more civilized manner than this one.
1: <laughs> well except when Charles Sumner got almost beaten to death on the house floor but yes, in yes, 1860 yes. but you, you know, I've
0: told you the story about the surrender of uh, Fort Sumter yeah you yeah it yeah. was done with a gentlemanly agreement you know like a hey, good day sir Will you surrender the fort. well I'd like to but I can't
1: today I'm told not I'm sorry to. If federal <laughs> facilities are not available for surrender Oh, they have English accents, but
0: but I'll tell you what. What I know exactly where you're going with this, and I just want to add to it. And this is the this is the reason why. Not only do I think uh, impeachment is something that should happen, it has to happen. Here's why: if we were not to take action on something so profoundly, blatantly dangerous, and un-American and harmful to our society. We'd be sending the message that when you're in the lame duck period, all but you can do whatever you want. And let's face it: if someone is going to have a an emotional, irrational reaction to losing an election, it's gonna, by definition, it's that lame duck. I mean, if assuming that it's not at the end of a second, you know,
1: so an uh, uh, election. Uh, I agree. So let's talk about the lame duck thing and a military man like yourself. Um, uh, I know that Nancy Pelosi went over and talked to the chairman of the Joy Chiefs uh, to kind of like uh, emphasize that, uh, you know, there shouldn't be any illegal or immoral orders followed, which he agreed, of course, which is standard in the military. Uh, but, uh, and, and I, not having served, but I kind of understand the, the, the law as it pertains to following orders. And if a president gives an order, which is a lawful order, even if he's out of his mind and insane, but if it's a lawful order and, but it's clearly like launch a nuclear attack mm-hmm. or something like that, do do those generals have the ability to, just to use a colloquial term, slow walk that into a committee to say, yes, sir, we'll carry that out right away after this committee gets a look at it?
0: If the order is given, absolutely not. That's the problem because, especially when you're talking about that particular issue. Now, I I know what you're getting at, and for those that aren't familiar with this concept, and that's why John was specific in mentioning a lawful order, is that uh, a general or anybody in the chain of command flowing down from the commander in chief does have an obligation to not follow an unlawful order, uh, which can be very confusing. But in the nuclear missile world (laughs) or nuclear arms world, the the basic the, the idea there are no is, stop gaps there, there are no stop gaps there is there are none you know um, in the but, sense that okay. it, there cannot be I and mean, okay. if the order is given it uh, has to be followed how because about n- if you had a moral objection to it suddenly it but happen. if
1: it's non nuclear and say I want you to invade Mexico because there's too many immigrants coming in and I want a hundred thousand troops down there you know well,
0: there, there's enough layers of um,
1: you know I mean, he's got you know. Uh, by the time the show airs, he'll have five days left. So um, right. and so then there's you know, there's there's uh, definitely the, some slow there's, walking. There's the,
0: there's the modern, uh, you know, remedy for that type of situation,
1: which is the 25th Amendment. Right. Um, no, no, no. But but there the point is, is that we don't have the soldiers there right now. You don't just like you don't just snap your fingers and you have a hundred thousand soldiers to throw at something, right? right. It has to be amassed and moved, physically moved to a place. Yep. So, um, well, I, it's a very good
0: question. But if the I'll tell you this: if the president orders something, no matter how ridiculous it seems, so well, that example you gave, we want to invade Mexico, it would happen. Of course, it would happen. It would ha- it would have to happen. Now, what you're saying is that if there's enough people that feel that this is he's out of his mind and wrong no one has so, the power to countermand a they'd have to con, there'd be a lot of convincing okay so let's
1: say he orders that invasion of mexico what does congress do congress can, can't well, that's congress
0: why, that's exactly why we have the war powers act and other other legislation so that it can't be done arbitrarily but but that's why the nuclear one is a more more uh interesting example because once the buttons pushed you can't
1: unpush well, it. well as i understand the war powers act he gets to do the act Mm-hmm. The invasion, mm-hmm. and then he just has to report in ninety well, days.
0: That's the that's the current version of it. Yes, but the, yes. You, you know, as you know, the whole debate that happened around the time of the Gulf War was, you know, does is Congress required to give its advance approval before an invasion of another country occurs?
1: Yeah, but <laughs> but can they can they then shut it down? Under that act, well, that, I don't that's, know the
0: end. You know, it's never actually been tested on that level,
1: so <laughs> who knows?
0: But we're out of time, dude. Oh no!
1: All right. Well, hopefully there will be a, uh, <laughs> no, a sure not a revolution good. and a country to come back to All right. next week. If we're still the United States of America <laughs> next week, we'll
0: probably be talking to you, or even even not. It might. could, be the, it could be the separate states of America. The separate states of America. We it don't know. It'll
1: be the Republic of Wisconsin, right here. We'll
0: have a good weekend, everybody. Take this care. It's been legal defense with Kirk and John. Have a great time.
1: Bye bye.